are you living? <laughs> That's the question that God asked me today. He actually hit me in the face yesterday. Um, and today what we're going to be talking about is hearing, seeing, and experiencing. And if you've been with me <clears throat> through this journey, I'm going through the corresponding proverb for the corresponding day. We've been doing this. Uh, we started off January 6th, and now we're February 29th. And it's amazing because the word reads completely different. I try and systemize it. I try and set things up, but there's no way that I can do that. I have to do it live because God gives me the message on that day, which sometimes frustrates me because I want to be able to anticipate exactly what God would have for me. But he asked me yesterday, are you living? Because if you're living, then you'll hear things. If you're living, then you'll see things. If you're living, then you'll truly experience. And that's when my word comes to life. And so we're going to be, I'm going to uh, talk to you today about a guy that means a lot to me. His name is David Hamilton. I'm going to tell you some really cool stories there. Uh, I got to tell you some stories about my mama. And I'm going to tell you probably one of the funniest stories that I experienced last night with my daughter, McKenna, and it involved a song from the 70s, 80s that had a completely different meaning. Proverbs 29, corresponding proverb, corresponding day. Let's get this party started. sharing stories with you uh, about my mama and my pops because they always taught me principle. They never taught me about circumstance. I would be frustrated a lot of times because I'd come with my, to my pop with something and he would say, I don't know, son, but I know someone who does. And he would direct my eyes to the Lord. My mom would tell me every day that I was awesome, that I was beautiful, that I could do anything that I put my mind to. I didn't realize that she was giving me a blueprint to be able to develop my heart set, which is going to be the base of my vibe triangle, the heart set, the mindset, and then the skill set. And when I had those in line, it created an irresistible vibe. But I didn't know that they were doing that from very early on. My mom would scratch my back and tell me I was awesome. She would tell me I was beautiful. She would tell me that I could do anything that I put my mind to. But just because I could do it, didn't make it right. They helped me to set my mindset, my intention, just be really kind, make a ton of friends, stay curious. And then my pops said uh, to me, he didn't say it, but he showed me that when you take that heart set and that mindset, you put them together, it just created a very simple skill set, which was relentless. My pops called it a pit bull mentality, that you locked your jaws onto something and you didn't let go until you either took the limb or they killed you. Either one was okay. And so when that happened and I led with my heart, it developed my mind, it developed my skills. I found that people around me started to be okay because they were getting what they wanted when I came into the situation because I was leading with my heart. But early on, 
I would lead with that relentless part and I flipped the triangle upside down and I'd lead with my skill. I thought it would develop my mind and ultimately it would develop my heart. And that's where I injured a lot of people because you can imagine going in to a situation and leading with relentlessness. Sometimes there's collateral damage. The reason why I say this is because my mom gave me three things and I'll give them to you right off the bat. She said, God is in the midst of the praise of his people to praise him in all things and praise unlocks blessing. This all sounded good in theory until it actually happened. I was struggling with my asthma and I, uh, up until I was about 20 years old, I came home and my mom said, I praised God for your asthma. And I looked at her and I was like, I have asthma attacks every night. Why would you do that? She said, no, I read today that God uh, is in the midst of the praise of his people to praise him in all things and praise unlocks his blessing. So I praised him today for your asthma and I suggest you do too. Well, I got frustrated. I went in back into my room and I sat down and I was like, God, uh, thank you. But I was mad because I couldn't breathe most of the nights. And I don't know if you've ever experienced asthma, but it's probably one of the worst things that you could ever experience. Well, in my life, it was the worst thing. And I sat there and I was frustrated and I was like, okay, thank you, God. And, and I could feel his presence. And he just said, I, I don't believe you. You're not telling the truth. And I was like, I sat there for a little bit longer. I stewed in it. And about after about an hour, I said, okay, 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 thank you. And I just felt him say, <laughs> you didn't mean that either. And I sat there probably for another half an hour, 45 minutes, almost an hour. And then I finally gave up the ghost. I just was like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? So I just sat in and I said, I, I thank you for this asthma. I have no idea why I'm doing this, but I'm going to praise you for this. And I woke up that next morning, and from that day forward, I never carried an inhaler. I've never had an asthma attack, and I've never had anything, uh, you know, as far as breathing related. And it's amazing because what my mom was saying is that he's in the midst of the praise of his people to praise him in all things, and praise unlocks blessing just meant that I had to be excited or I had to praise him and get in my heart for things that had never come before and that I didn't have in my life. So it was praising him on faith, the faith and the hope, as opposed to the praising him on circumstance. And that's where he wanted my relationship the whole entire time because he's working on our behalf, even when we think he's not. And so he asked me yesterday, are you living? And the way that he asked me this was through a friend of mine. His name is David Hamilton. David Hamilton uh, came through and I, I got a chance to spend some time with him. And he didn't ask me those specific questions. But I sat down with him and we started talking Proverbs. We started talking about the word and how it was coming to life. And what he told me is he, he, he said in Hebrews 12, uh, 4, 12, he said, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes to whom we must give account. And he said the reason why Proverbs reads different every single month is because the word is alive. But the only way that the word will be alive is if you're present with him and allowing him to work exactly where you're at. And so when I read a lyric or I read a proverb, Today, at 40 years old, 48 years old, or I read it at 20 years old, it's going to read different. Why? Because the circumstances are different. The only way that we can allow the word to be alive, and that's what God wants it to be, is it'll, it'll morph and it'll speak to us different. 
is when we are living in that moment and it'll help us to be able to hear things like I got to uh, experience with David yesterday. I got to see things because I had a different lens on as I walked through my day and I got to experience something which I'm going to share with you later on about a lyric that really made me laugh and I thought I, I had an incredible experience with my daughter, but it was awesome. So let's jump right into this, right? I'm going to go to Proverbs 29, uh, the corresponding proverb, corresponding day. But these were the, uh, the three things that David gave to me yesterday. Number one, he said, you're precious. He said, you're not valued, Kelly, you're precious. And I was like, wow. And I sat in it for a second. And he said, you know, in you doing this and studying God's word and you going to him every single day, when you're studying, he has to show up. Because he said that he would. And the more and more that you study his word and spend time with him, you're precious. And I sat in that for a second. And there's times where we do things and we're not getting the exact result that we want. But imagine if you knew that you were precious in his sight. And David brought me that message yesterday. The second thing is that he said, the word reads different because it's alive. And I shared with you in Hebrews uh, 4.12. He says it'll, it'll divide, uh, uh, you know, joints and marrow. You can imagine a double-edged sword, sword that goes through joints and marrow. Because what he wants to do is he wants to get to the inmost. He wants us to get to the heart. He doesn't want our skill set to be led with like I did for so many years. He wants us to lead with our heart, develop our mind, and ultimately he'll develop that skill for us. And he'll blaze the trails. Number three that he gave me is this one was hard because the word came alive with him yesterday. He said, the blessings we seek are often in the work we avoid. <laughs> Mr. David Hamilton, I did not want to hear that yesterday. I'll say it again. The blessings we seek are often in the work we avoid. A lot of times I'm seeking blessing and God has me to do this thing and I don't know why he wants me to do that thing. Rest easy that he is working all the time. See, once I got that lens, what was amazing is, see, I went into uh, thinking that Proverbs was completely different. I was going to, you know, have this listed out and have the system. And, and what God was saying to me yesterday through David was just be with me. If you're living, then you'll hear, you'll see, and you'll experience. You'll hear things that you didn't other, otherwise hear. You'll see things, but you got to be present with me right now. You can't anticipate what I'm going to do because I'm always going to be a little bit different. My word is going to be alive. In point number two here, it says, I, I started to see the word different. I couldn't set it and forget it, and I had to be present with it. This was a hard thing because a lot of times we want to set and forget a ritual or a routine or anything like that. In the middle of this, make sure that you comment. It helps us out. Like if you comment or you ask a question, you share it, you like it. But please comment, 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 comment. It helps us on the videos and with YouTube. So when it says the word is different and I, I couldn't set it and forget it, I had to be present with it. See, in verse 1 of Proverbs 29, it says, Whoever remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. God ain't playing around. Like today, he told me, like, don't be stiff-necked. Number uh, Verse number 2, when the righteous thrive, the people rejoice, and the wicked rule, uh, when the wicked rule, the people groan. In verse number 3, it says, A man love, uh, who loves wisdom brings joy to his father, but 
a companion of prostitutes squanders his wealth. And what happened was I started to see I started to see the word completely different because I, I, I spent time with David yesterday and he told me something. I heard it. Then I started to see the word different and what it was was he told me that I was precious. He told me, David told me that I was precious in God's eyes because I was studying his word and when he was telling me about seeking righteousness and what's righteousness, just a right relationship with God. What's a right relationship with God is that we're present with him. And when we're present with him, it reads a little bit different. The filter that God gave me this morning when I started to read the word is the difference between righteousness and foolishness. That was it. That was the simple, simple part in verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. He said it. In uh, verse 18, he showed me the business uh, culture blueprint. And in uh, verse 18, it says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. And blessed is the one who heeds Wisdom's instruction. Imagine that. Imagine in an organization, a culture, where there is no revelation or the leaders aren't talking about the vision or they haven't locked into it. People cast off restraint. Everyone kind of loses their mind. And then he said uh, in verse 19, in verse 19 it says, uh, servants cannot be corrected by mere words. Though they understand, they will not respond. People are watching. And then in verse 20, it came alive. Do you see someone who speaks in haste? There is more hope for the, him than a fool. Or, or more hope for a fool than them. Do you see someone who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool than them. Your words have power. and Speak life to people. In verse number nine, it went back. If a wise person goes to court with a fool, the fool rages and scoffs and there is no peace. You don't want to fight someone who has nothing to lose. And see, the word started to come alive because I heard something from David because I was present with him. I started to see it different. And the last one here is, look, look at this and, and do it through this filter. Business, leadership, culture, systems, and relationships. Watch this. In verse number 27, it says, the righteous detest the dishonest and the wicked detest the upright. It's easy on the second part of this, and I read it completely different because of what I heard from David, is the wicked detest the upright. I always heard that well, but I didn't hear this first part. The righteous detest the dishonest. And what God asked me today is, do you detest the dishonest, does it make your skin crawl when you see something dishonest that's around you and that's close? Not that you're judging the person, but that you want to stay as far away from that act as possible. And I could tell you, not always. For me, not always. And I had to start looking at it, the double-edged sword that pierces between the bone and the marrow. And he started to do that to me and say, like, I want a division I want a division. If you're going to be in a right relationship with me, then you're going to detest dishonest ways. Wow. Here we go. Here's the story that I was telling you about. See, I had an uh, experience with my daughter yesterday, and I was so excited. I got She loves records, and she lo you know I like to spend some time with her, so I had some old records. And one of them happened to be an amazing song from the 80s. And this song uh, really is incredible, and I loved it, and my mom loved it. And I'm going to bring up the lyrics here because um, my mom dug it. 
we listened to it together. It was like it was my childhood. It had you know it has great beats, uh, all the thing instruments, live instruments, and it's on a forty five record. She's got a record player, and my daughter has such cool style. McKenna has oh, she's so awesome. And I just wanted to spend time with her, share with her. So I had like some Michael Jackson. I had. Um, who was it? Uh, I had Electric Avenue. I had Do the Hustle, um, Marvin Gaye, and I brought it up in a room. And there was this 145. And it was the song that I remember as a kid, and I used to listen to it, used to jam out to it. It was amazing. It's called She's a Bad Mamma Jamma. And She's a Bad Mamma Jamma to me took me back to spending time with my mom, spending time with my dad listening to this and we would play that uh she had a, my mom had an eight track she would play it in her mustang she's a bad mamma jamma just as fine as she can be i got a great voice but i said baby let's listen to this she was like yeah whatever dad whatever dad and i said no no let's listen to this this is a good song and i wanted to show her i wanted to connect with her i wanted to bond with her then i turned on i said put it on she put it on uh, she put on the 45 record started going the beat started coming through. I was so excited. Then the lyrics hit, and I was like, yeah, baby, and I was pointing at her, and I knew the lyrics, and I was lipping the lyrics to her, and I was pointing at her. And then I realized what the lyrics actually said, and I'm going to share them to you. <laughs> this was a, a hard time for me as a, as a dad. It says, ooh, yeah, ooh, woo, look at her. She's a bad mamma jamma. Just as fine as she could be. Now, I'm, I'm mouthing this, and I'm good. Hey, she's a bad mamma jamma. Just as fine as she could be. I'm still good. I'm still reminiscing with my parents. And then here it comes. Her body measurements are perfect in every dimension. She's got a figure that, sure enough, is getting attention. She's poetry in motion, a beautiful sight to see. I get so excited viewing her anatomy. Can you imagine a dad singing this to his 15-year-old? She's built, oh, she's stacked, got all the curves that man likes. She's built, oh, she's stacked, got all the curves a man like. Look at her. She's a bad mamma jamma, just as fine as she could be. She's a bad mamma jamma, oh, she's just as fine as she could be. Looks like she's... Poured into the gold, she's bad, the essence of her beauty, ooh, such lovely hair, she's foxy, classy, oh, sexy, sassy, she's heavenly, a treat for the eyes to see, she's built, oh, she's stacked, got all the curves that a man likes. You can imagine I stopped singing the lyrics at this time. And the reason why I tell you this is because just the same way that she's a bad mamma jamma will hit different when you're listening to it with your 15-year-old daughter, Proverbs will hit different every single month, even though I was reading the exact same lyrics from when I was a kid, it hit different when I was saying them to my 15-year-old as a 49-year-old father, 48-year-old father. And Proverbs, even though you read the exact same lyrics every single month, the corresponding proverb for the corresponding day, it will read different. Why? Because the word is alive. When you start to hear him, you start to see him, and then you'll start to have experiences in your life that the word will come alive. 
Proverbs 29, the corresponding proverb, corresponding day, 3,000-year-old wisdom. My name is Kelly Cardenas, and I am officially off the hot seat. But before I get there, make sure you subscribe, comment, ask some questions, and please share this with every single person that you know. I'm officially off the hot seat. Peace, love, and soul. Oh, <laughs>